Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we review Friday's game against Adelaide. We answer your questions and there's a line missing in the intro. <laughs> leave it. What is it? Please leave that. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy and Morrow. Lads, lads, lads. How you doing? That start summed up Friday night, didn't it? Oh, didn't it? Well, Jimmy, good to have you back. I couldn't come back on a winning pod. I had to come back on a losing <laughs> pod. That's what I'm used to. So. Off the bench with an L. Hey, we won. It. We won after whoever is the powers of B turned things around and said that mm. they were sorry that we lost. Yes, surely we won. Uh, the moral victory. Yes, the, mor- some, the moral some victory. kind of victory. I don't know. Uh, I will hot. say I am very jealous. Like you guys have had how many winning pods in a season? And it took me, what, four years to get there? <laughs> millions and millions of winning pods. Millions. There are no others. Let's dive right in with Fred's question. Fred asks this week, should the owners of clubs be putting more pressure on the FA to ensure that the officiating of matches is held to a certain standard and that there are repercussions to poor officiating? Who supplies the refs at the moment? Because not mm. the A-League body, it's actually um, yeah, Football Australia. Mm. Which isn't actually tied in with A League, so that's right. Yeah, since the uncoupling, yeah, it's a weird, weird, um, weird conundrum. I don't know about the owners putting yeah, the pressure either. on more clubs and clubs and CEOs and um, those that now run the league should a hundred percent be putting more pressure on the refs because I think this year we've been okay, but I think recently we've seen a few dodgy decisions, not just in our game. Come on, the weekend was an absolute debacle. It, it started with a debacle and it got even more debacleless as it went on, surely. <laughs> debacleless, I like it. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Is that a, nice is that a dictionary then? It is now. Yeah. Okay. Right well, uh, yes, yeah, certainly that's what happened. Debacleless. But yes, if, 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 you're like a, if, you're, if you're getting something from another contractor and they supply a dodgy product, you're going to winch to them about it, aren't you? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think um, officials definitely should be held to to the same standard that players are. You know, if, if players make that sort of aberration on, you know, as we saw in our game on, on Friday and in the Melbourne Victory game on Sunday as well, uh, they're, they're taking a bath for a couple of weeks. They're out for a couple of weeks, you know? So this, the, the same should be said for the officials. But is there a limited supply of them? That's the um, other side of the coin. Yes. There must, there <laughs> must <Probably>. be. Probably. <laughs> but what, is, is, is there still three full-time officials? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I actually couldn't even name the, who the three full-time officials are, and then the rest of them are essentially part-time. Three blind mice, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Surely I mean, Garni is one of the full-timers. I think you so. You would assume so. Yeah. Chris Beath? And I'd probably say Alex King. I think... Uh, I'm not sure Alex Off King is. the top of my head, only because I think that Alex King is the best ref in the comp. Yep. Definitely makes mistakes as well, but for me, he's clearly the the best ref in the comp, the way he, the way he interacts with the players... Most of his decisions are the right ones, um, I think, and I think the respect he he also has the respect of the players, which I think a lot of refs, which like we saw on the weekend, don't. So it's a two way street that respect thing as well. I 100%. think because as as you say, he treats the players with respect, and in turn they they treat him well as well. And yeah. and you know he takes the time to actually explain his decisions and his decision making process to players. I think he's a fantastic ref. Yeah. 
If they, we they don't use... have enough officials, is the reason we don't have enough officials because we have too many jobs for the officials. And you know where I'm going here. We have at least one, probably more, officials who are sitting in a box that m- most of us, if we knew where that box was, would probably like to put a match to it. <laughs> <laughs> huh? That's why it's in a secure bunker in Sydney. It so should be. Is it in Sydney Surrounded or by tanks. I, I don't know. But they've, know got, <clears throat> they've got uh, nine official refs listed on the website. Um, it doesn't say if they're full-time or not. Mm. Because as as oh no sorry it does. as of a couple of years um, ago there was only a few that were full time because they were trying to increase the standard. There's two. Okay, so it's gone down. <clears throat> they are um, Sean Evans oh. and Chris Beef. Yeah, right. Oh, so Figani's not full time. So Kurt Arms is an e-learning designer. <laughs> um, Barrero is a lawyer. I think Kurt Arms could e-learn himself a few things. Daniel Elder is a health specialist. Um, Fielding is an electrical engineer. That's right, yep. Uh, Kersey is an accountant. Alex King is a carpenter. That's right. And Stephen Lucas is a forensic accountant, senior risk. They've left out Ben Abrams from that as well. And uh, ironically enough, he actually works at uh, at an eyewear dispensary. Uh, what <laughs> <name> is- <laughs> Legitimately, yes. Got any spare glasses? Yeah. Or- <laughs> I'm shocked by the Sean Evans part of it. Really? Serious. He's very and on and we, off. For and me. did we hear Ali Reza in that? No, he's isn't he like here um, essentially on loan? No, he's there's on a billet. heap of assistant referees. Oh right, okay, maybe uh, Ben Abrams is is counted in that. Yeah, I think Fagani's part of an exchange program or something. Mm. Yeah, swap a ref day or something. <laughs> Bring your ref to work. Day. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a website. It's probably could be not up to date. Mm. Yeah, I not think I think Football Australia. The key word in Fred's question there is standard what is the standard at the moment and it's probably not very good yes not exactly look I, I, I don't mind human error that's fine but when it goes like the refs used to have the defense of you know it happens in a split second i'm you know 20 meters away whatever mm. you can't pick them you can't come pick everything up but when it goes to a video and you get to analyze the thing over and over and over again you, you can't get that wrong i know there's i know there's open interpretation to the law which you know in some instances um might end up being like even 50 50 in a split i know in england they did a survey of referees and some um what they do after every single um weekend of um, fixtures they sit all the referees down and say what would you do with this and a split is 50 50 for some calls so i can get that but when it's something as clear cut as morks dives Mm. You know, they, you can't get that wrong. Beggar's belief. And, you know, you've got you've got six sets of eyes, or th- three sets of eyes out there, I should say. You know, you've got you've got the referee, the two lines, and then you've got the VAR as well, and it has to go through for all of them to get that so wrong. What do people think about the fact that uh, there are less angles to see these things and probably it's less quality? Point. Because uh, I, I know that Fox would be defensive about that, and I've seen that on social media today, but... The fact is that when there are more angles and better um, quality of video, then you at least have a chance. Because my biggest gripe with one of with the one that um, they think was still a pen is that I still, for the life of me, believe that it hit the foot and the face and then the hand. And and here we go because I hear the rules are mm. 
that if the player is trying to make a block as opposed to trying to play the ball, then that means it was a handball. Well, I'm going to say, who decided that Kai Rolls wasn't going for a clearance? Because that's what I think he was doing. <laughs> who decided that? Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's IFAB, isn't so it? Yeah. It's, it's all this subjectivity stuff that we were supposed to get away from that, that we're not getting away from at all. Yeah, um, and I mean, we may as well get into it. I was actually going to try and start on a positive and <laughs> go say about how well we play, but now we're just all mad again. Sorry, Sorry guys. Let's, let's is that my influence? <laughs> that, maybe. It's all that, of our influence. We could stop and... Your point Your point about all of the camera angles is 100% right, even for the ruined one, because I'm convinced he got some of the ball in that. Oh, definitely. I'm convinced. Did, yeah. But there's one angle from... And it you can't see it from that angle if he 100% did or he didn't. I'm sure if there was an angle from maybe even even from behind the goal, you would 100% be able to see if he did get the ball or not. I'm convinced he got a... There's there's no way that his foot is there like that and he gets none of the ball. No way. Well, yeah, if... Who had the shot, sorry? Who was it that had the shot? I can't remember. Anyway, well, Mork is going to pick up the ball, just gets there yeah. um, as uh, Ruan starts to pull his foot away from the ball. I, th- I, I think they both got the... F- got the ball at almost the exact same time yeah well if if the striker whoever it is has a clean shot it's going for goal yeah but as it is it takes an def- obvious deflection mm. off someone's foot mm. and goes up into his hand oh hang yeah. on we're talking about rolls versus um oh yeah i'm talking about so Ryan. many bad decisions that we don't even know which <laughs> bad decision we're up. talking about no you're just old and we can't keep up <laughs> no actually it's we, 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 i'm talking t- about ruin yeah. ruin now the ruin one where mork um you know decides to sort of yeah. initiate some contact just to use the I'm right convinced term that for Ruan got some of the ball at oh least yeah definitely a, at least a toe and then it's not a pen yeah well, the and there's one there's one fucking angle to look at. Mm. But I mean, Football Australia and and Strebray as well have come out since then saying that, yeah, they've got that wrong. That shouldn't have been a pen. That should have been mm. overturned. It was clear and obvious. And, I mean, it was clear and obvious to Blind Freddy. Yeah, and this this is this is the biggest thing with Kurt Ams, who was in the VAR box, who even even before this game, in my opinion, he's the worst ref in the comp. 100%. He has no control over games, no respect of the players, his interaction with the players. Every time he gets spoken to, he looks like he's a bra- he's about to break down and cry. <laughs> it's not good. And for him to not even call the ref over to look at that, for him to sit there and watch, I think it was about two minutes, I think he he looked at it after he gave the penalty. So Kurnams is looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. To me, it was one watch, and it was clear and obvious that it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. What What is he even thinking? I mean, it just if, makes no sense. There's no proper process there that's consistent, is it? If that If that one wasn't clear and obvious enough for him to overturn, then how was the rolls penalty clear and obvious for him to award or to at least call the referee over to have a look? Mm. It wasn't. I watched it. I must have watched it a hundred times now, and I'm still. You can't even I can't see it in real time. Yeah, can't be absolutely certain that it didn't hit his foot. I think it did. Can't be absolutely certain it didn't hit his face. I think it did. Um, but they're just my opinions, and I probably shared by a few. But others will be against that. It definitely hits his hand. Can see that. But if you can't see that it obviously didn't hit his foot or di- and didn't hit his face, then how can we go back for that? Mm. Conspiracy theory conspiracy it well, is t- just to take that you know how going back all that way a step further the western united game where we went back to look for a free kick half an hour before the goal that was scored by pieras is it um and it wasn't a foul how far can we go back because 
Can we go back before the Mork penalty, the second Mork penalty, just to keep it clear, because this is challenging. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. to, to either of the two throw-ins oh. that were out. We ours. picked it up straight away, didn't we? Yeah. Can we? Yep. Why it, can't we? It was 100% our throw-in. It was. So it was. It, so it should never get to the penalty. Exactly. So was it a foul throw? I think it was. I, think I, don't, it I don't know been. if it was a foul throw, <laughs> but it was definitely... Um, who was defending that side? Um, Clisby. And, uh, he went to go clear it up. The mm. field, and it clearly comes off. It came off Lopez's leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm not sure of the VAR rules here if they can overturn a throwing or not in the lead up to a penalty. I haven't read up on it because, to be frank, I don't care. But well, why should is, we is, care? Is, is that is that not a clear and clear and obvious decision that is wrong that has led to a penalty? So why is that not? If why 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 can't no one you go bothered back to the no one bothered because it's us like <laughs> you know what? the 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 worst thing about that one with Disbert and Morg is that Strebray came out and said that Adam Fielding should not have given the penalty mm. right but then he said VAR should not have intervened because Nisbet was making contact but VAR still intervened and still got it wrong. Uh, Nobody knows. To me, they why, don't why, know. Why is, to me as well, the way that Mork goes down, yeah. when, when Mork goes down, he is like, Nizzy can't even get out of the challenge because he's his leaning arm into is him. linked yeah. to Mork. Mork's grabbed his arm and then fallen over. Yeah. He but conveniently, into him and his, his legs, legs just fly out yeah, from underneath him. They just fail at the moment he enters the box. Yeah. But incredible. The, but the thing that blows my mind about that is that why is there two sets of different rules? Why is there a different rule for the ref on the field that he should not have given the pen, but the VAR can't get involved? Or should not have got involved, which it didn't, because it. I'm not even sure if he did look at it on the night. He, he just did. gave the pen. Yeah. He did yeah. and didn't care. So, yeah. so what the? F- <laughs> if if he shouldn't have given the pen, then the, why can't the VAR should get involved and overrule it? Because apparently it wasn't clear and obvious enough to be overruled. Because so. Nisbet was making contact, which he's not allowed to do. Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't know if we would have like, won the game if it was just left to the refs, refs on the pitch. But it's clear and obvious to me that the VAR is a complete fail. And I think it's clear and obvious to fans throughout the world. I was exchanging ch- uh, tweets uh, during and after the game with some fellow in Britain who was um, a bit of a first-timer to the A-League, uh, seemingly. And uh, and last-timer. Probably. <laughs> and wondering whether or not he, he was an author, he tells me, or it was in his bio, I think. And he um, wants to or was considering starting writing again after seeing that debacle. And... It was debacle, just to repeat that. And it's such a shame that the A-League has had a strong season um, or a strong start to the season so far. And, you know, interest was starting to ramp up and things like that. And then you, you get this sort of performance, not just on Friday, but again on Sunday as well, with another person who was involved on Friday the, being involved. By the same bloke. <laughs> yeah. Just turns the league into not quite a laughing stock, but a bit of a laughing stock. And I don't want to completely circuit break it, but the conversation should be about what fantastic pressure was applied to Elsie so that um, Danny De Silva could run in yeah. behind, pick up let's, that back Let's talk about that. What this is what I was going to do to start with, and then you just got me all rolled oh, up again. Oh, well, we, we shouldn't be finished because um, we, ending, we, must, we must I still have one on more conspiracy theory that I want to 
well, get out there. But. I don't know if we should continue or take a little break and then get <laughs> back to it because the, the Roy O'Donovan running in uh, in front of the keeper for the shot for the goal that won the Jets the game. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's come back to that, yeah, I think, yeah. maybe a little bit later <laughs> in the show before we get too carried away, of course. Let's go back to the positive Mariners Friday podcast. night, it was uh, Danny De Silva who opened the scoring, his third of the season, uh, nipping in to take the ball off the toe of Elsie and a lovely deft little finish for the outside of his foot Cheeky. to put that into the bottom Spun corner. It in. Oh, so Shane Warne would have been proud of the spin on that. First of all, shout out to Fred, awesome chicken mate. Oh. Now we were we were all having uh, we were having lovely chicken at Fred's house watching this game, and we discussed that um, you know last year's Daniel De Silva or the year before wouldn't have got that. Mm. He wouldn't year, have put the pressure on like that. He wouldn't have been in, there. Yeah, and yeah. The shot's there. Yeah. Just Instead, he never gave up on that ball. No, he's got 100 miles an hour the yeah. whole way through. Yeah. 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 And when he gets there, he's got that quality that we've always known he's got, literally to spin that ball in. And you can't say he didn't intend that. He intended that. Yeah, of course. Mm. Like, yeah. superb. Oh, Outside absolutely. of the left boot, you can't get that spin with the other boot. Absolutely meant that. Superb. How bad was Elsie, though, for just the entire game? I think we mentioned Oof, last week horribly. as well, Elsie and Jakobsen were, were going to be pretty I, suspect. and Not, not to... Uh, Gas myself up, but I did mention last week that they have been average, and they were both average. <laughs> Gas yourself up as Elsie. much as you like, yeah. especially Elsie. Even even Robbie Cornthwaite called it out on the broadcast that he's 26 now. He's been there for a number of years, and he's like on he's on the decline. And I mean, who's pressuring him for that spot? No one. Good question. You you have to think of him as as some fifteen the year top old from defender, their or, or if not the second top defender that they think they have, mm. and. Uh, Someone else can describe at, the beauty of the, next, for the next goal that he was fault for mm. um, because that was just... Oh, my days, yeah. <laughs> and it starts at the sideline. It does. When they're not paying attention. Yeah. Mm. Was it a cheeky little throw-in or something? I, yeah, I, I think it's Simo a runs, off, yeah. runs off a to grab throw, the ball, a takes quick the quick throw. Has his shoulder. Oh, it's not great. <laughs> what did I heard about this? Did you yeah, dislocate there. a shoulder I celebrating? I popped my shoulder out celebrating. Oh, Quals my God. Yeah, I fist bumped so hard. <laughs> Are you Robbie Cruz in disguise? You made uh, a glass. Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah, no, it wasn't um, wasn't good. I nearly pulled it out again, grabbing the podcast gear out of the car this Arvo. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, wow, what an yeah. absolute mm. banger. And you know what kind of the irony about that is, is that that goal came because Adam Fielding was trying to make it all about himself again when he was trying to give a yellow card to Stefan Negro <laughs> and he took about half an hour to do it and he was aggressively blowing oh, the whistle yeah, and come here, come here, come here. And even Adam Peacock and Harper on the broadcast like, just give the card yeah. and move on. Yeah, just give, point, give it and move on. That's Points, mate. Yellow, move on. And you missed half of half of the lead up to the goal because the Fox cameras were still on Stefan Negro. They love a cutaway. And then, and then all of a sudden... Buddy Simon's halfway through the buddy throwing, and then the ball's in the back of the net. Yep. In this case, there was no need for the so lead. Adelaide up. were completely; they were just lost. There was nothing on, nothing on much. Like, how does the defender not keep Kyle with his back to goal? There, that's what the defender has to do, and he he doesn't, he can't, and just the touch for for Kowal to make that half a yard of space mm. for himself, and the finish. Oh. Well, he's trying to push into that to the sideline. Kowal's just too quick and then hits near post, which is, you know, didn't even unexpected. stick a footy out the yeah, front. Yeah, Delianov had no chance of getting there no. either. Like that, some say that's still travelling. <laughs> well, if it is, it's on its way to the moon because it was absolutely <laughs> rocketing into the roof of the net. What about even the masterstroke again, though, from Stadge to bring on him at half time? Yep. Stadge is like nailing his substitutions at the moment. I mean, like if if you take away, you know, Two insane decisions. One because of IFAB, I can see that it's a penalty, or you know, with the handball, but still 
I'm sort of with you, Aaron, that he, you can't see clearly if it does or if it doesn't hit the hand. So it's not clear and obvious. So why does he even go back, blah, blah? We played so well again. Yeah. We played really well. We could have been, at, at half time, it probably should have been 4-1. Yeah, because well, we had Ollie hit the post as well, didn't he? He yep. mm-hmm. he he hit the post after Matty Simon had a free header, and then two Aranya chances. Aranya had a header, oh. good chances. Jake Casella had a shot from outside the box that just went wide. Could have easily been four one at half time. Melissa easily. thought Melissa thought there was something wrong with me because in past years, then when this situation happened and things went against us, not only am I angry, but I'm virtually crying. So a combination of crying and anger while I watched the game. In this one, every time they made a ridiculous decision, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm rolling on the floor. I'm literally rolling on the floor. See, I was, I was the opposite because in previous years, I would have probably laughed because we were at that point where, you know, it's about it was about this sort of time of year <laughs> where I was like, oh, there's Boons, we're, you know, 18 points off um, ninth or whatever and <laughs> we're probably going to come last. But I was just like, pissed off because mm. I was like in a season where we're looking good this bullshit happens because we deserved better yeah yeah, yeah 100% like, well I was crying because we were absolute rubbish that's a, the, the reason for crying <laughs> the anger was with the officials when we got bad decisions yeah. but Mate, crying you have to laugh when we're rubbish I was embracing embrace the insanity <laughs> yeah. yeah seriously it's embrace, the only way to survive embrace the crazy but, but this year yeah only seven points clear could have been couldn't it yeah like even after half time we still had a couple of good chances um, again, ignoring all the crazy shit, and then Kual scores, and then they get the two crazy penalties. But um, look, without VAR, it's a two-all draw. So, but but yeah. you can't and really even say that, can yeah. you? Because according to one, the refs, it should have been two-one. Yeah, once one decision changes, then the whole path of the game has changed. Yeah, but we seem to have an inability to put it in the back of the net on most chances. Well, they were the ones who had three shots on target and they were all penalties. Mm. Yeah, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is without VAR, they would still have got those two pens. I know, but I always whinge, and, or look, maybe not whinge, but as a, as a striker, loose use of the term I know at my age, but as a, stri- <laughs> as a striker when I can play football, then I always say that if, you can get two, if I can get two goals at my end, you buggers down there better stop two goals because that's enough to win a football game. I agree. It's hard to do when the ref's against you, though. We scored two goals. Yes. We scored two we goals. Should have, we should have scored more. We should have. That's true. I'll accept that. So who who, so who hates Adelaide now? <laughs> yeah. Bad, bad, not good. Uh, <laughs> and Stefan yes, Mork. They used to be... I was just saying before, they used to be my second team, but nah. Stefan Mork, no. public enemy numero uno. I wonder what he put in his diary after the game. Dear diary. Yeah, dear diary. I dived twice. Well, he admitted, to, he admitted to diving at half time, didn't he? Or, yeah, as good as, yeah, yeah. For, my, for, for my money. And then he put his hand up to do the interview after the match. <sighs> of course. Is this a it time for us to talk about... Did you see that part? No, I, I walked out in disgust. They spoke to... Um, who did they speak to first? Was it Halloran? No, no, Urich. Was it Urich, was it? Oh, oh Luke! <laughs> What is that? Silent. <laughs> it's oh, on silent. Crack me up. God yeah, damn and it. then and then That's they said quadric. that um, yeah, Mork's here to chat to us. Like, is this like the he time? wasn't he wasn't asked to do it. He just put his hands up. So can I do it, guys? Oh. <laughs> is this the time to talk about simulation? Because Mork was simulation one, simulation two. But I was dirty after my third watch of the game. Sorry about that. I don't know how you sat through that three times. Punishment. I was by that time I was looking at the details on their shirts, as you know. Crossed. But anyway, um, Halloran. 
takes yeah. an absolute dive from a Clisby one. Clisby tries to punch I him out. I loved what Clisby did. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that he got right in his Passion face. And he, was, he was not happy. Yeah. That he wasn't the only. the old shirt front. There was then also, I, th- uh, I think the commentator said it was Rolls, but I think it was Bowman just after he came on late-ish and the pair of them run into the box, um, not really looking at each other, and Halloran goes down and then runs after the ref looking for a pen. Two simulation attempts, if you yeah. ask me. Now, these two weren't looked at by VAR, but surely, you know, we've been on the wrong end of the stick in terms of simulation in the past. You think Mm. back to Perez, and yes, he got a penalty for, you know, a questionable, was there contact, was there not contact, I don't know. I stand by the fact that if Pazanich had put it in the goal after he dived, (laughs) we would have never talked about this. Never have this conversation. True, that's true. But it wasn't just that either. Like we, we, yes, we do. We have a healthy hatred of simulation since we got actually had our players suspended mm. for it. But what about that um, Spanish fellow who went diving in for the ball, and um, Matty Simon puts uh, himself between the guy and the ball? And sure, I think it hit him in the nuts, and that hurts. So mm. guarantee you should be down on the ground hurting, because I know it's that's what happens to me. But. Instead, he's desperately seeking... I don't know what he's seeking. Is he mm. seeking a red card for Matty? Yeah, there was some furious sort of gesticulating um, from, from him, on the, him on the ground. So This is a disease in Adelaide. Mm. I'm sorry. And the, the thing that perplexes me the most is on the Halloran one with Clisby, I'm pretty sure Adam Fielding waves it away. It's either a pen or it's a card for diving. Yeah. Sort it out. 100%. Yeah. Sort it out. That's what and the commentary they thought. Don't, they don't do that enough... Which is why it keeps on happening. And then if it's a card for diving, does it go to the MRP to, to review, you know, a possible week or two suspension? It should. 100% Can it should. Can clubs nominate that? Let's say after the weekend, mm. surely if um, one team is aggrieved by diving, clear and obvious diving, and, and the referees come out and admit to it, surely the club can then put in that that match and those incidents should go to the MRP and mm. those players should be pinged. Interesting point. I don't think it's something they can do at the moment, but it's an interesting point that it's maybe something they could look at in future. Sean, get on it. Imagine our list of claims after this game. Oh. <laughs> get, get writing. List of grievances. 2,000 word list of grievances. <laughs> um, one point that was raised by uh, Forum Phoenix on the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, he would like to hear our thoughts about Yonotta getting starts um, in that holding midfield role, obviously. Stens was out on Friday night, um, and Yonotta started a lot of us sort of maybe expected that Nizzy might have started there um, he wasn't bad or anything um, by any stretch of the imagination but um, I think uh, Forum Phoenix the point that he's making there is that uh, we look a bit of a better side with Nizzy playing through the middle definitely creatively at the moment because I still think United's not 100% um, just on stands do, do we know what the deal is there I heard a month yeah three weeks three to four weeks lower leg injury that was a bit of a so shock to me. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty big out because he's been a monster yeah. all season. I, I I don't think we necessarily missed him against Adelaide, but Adelaide. Uh, I was trying to think of a nice way to describe the midfield. Garbage, uh, butter, <laughs> butter in the midfield, or like like a wet paper bag blowing through the windows. I, I don't know, but. The, I would much rather stands when we play like a Wanderers or yeah. when we play Newcastle. You know, they've got a bigger sort of, they've got a more physical presence. Yeah, and I, I think that's where we're going to miss stands a lot more than what we did on the weekend. So, I, I mean, I do I do tend to agree. I absolutely love Niz. Uh, would love him to start. 
but I, I don't mind you not a starting and then Niz coming on late against the tiring side. You know, he's Look, I, I don't know if low center of gravity, all that sort of stuff. I think that's good. I don't know if this is what Stadge is doing, but I know at other clubs, if a coach signs a player, he'll play him, even if it's not exactly what probably should be done. But you know, you got to stand by what you sign. I think it is definitely Same a measure of, of the fact that Stadge really has seen something in his, you know, scouting or at training with Yonata. Um, so he's persevering there to try and getting those match minutes. So definitely there's something in that part of the theory where he's he's keeping the faith with that and the yeah. same with Arena, um that you know it's easily arguable that Qual should be starting I mean he leads the league for scoring and and every time he comes on he changes games um, so I suppose it's 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 a bit of the um, you know keep the faith there um, and to get the improvement with their fitness but um, but yeah I sort of tend to think I'm torn between the mm. impact that they're both having I think um, I said last week that I would rather Niz start over Yanotta but I think at the moment I just keep on flipping every week <laughs> between the opinion because well, it's, it's working it's, yeah, it's, that, yeah it's working I mean that's a good he had 88% passing accuracy which is good and it, it's you been know. close to really working. Like if um, if Niz scores that goal that hits the post down in Wollongong, then it's really yeah. working. That change. It's a super sub and exactly. Yeah, um, which you know, which he which he was in a way in Wollongong. Um, you know, maybe didn't didn't really have the chance to have as much of an impact on Saturday night. I mean, on Friday night. I mean, giving away the penalties the first time he's done something like that at this level. So I don't know. Maybe mentally, no it sort penalty. of got to him a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Didn't give away a penalty. Um, Speaking so, of gong, yeah. sorry. I wasn't here last week. That was excellent. That Having was, a roof and front. a windsock, you know, <laughs> mm. that's a good experience. <laughs> we should get a windsock. Yeah. Let's get the roof first, even if it's just over base 16. Yeah. Not just, for, not just for volume-wise with the, the singing and the chanting, but, you know, as soon as a bit of weather hits, like either heat or rain, people, you know, escape to the sides and go sit under the shelter. You had a roof at one at our end on the northern end, you know, you're getting a lot more people sitting there, a lot more noise. Mm, mm. Have we got a council or are they still in disarray? <laughs> Who knows? Who no knows? <laughs> Going back to the Allo Qual um, that you've just mentioned there, he's coming off the bench for nearly all of his games so far. He's made nine appearances. I think he's come off the bench seven times in those nine. He's averaging a goal now every 59 minutes. Ridiculous. Wow. And that's what you can say about Allo Cool. Wow. Mm. Like, every time he make, takes the pitch, wow. That's crazy. Sign him up. Is it, is it only <laughs> a matter of time until he actually starts starting games? Again, or does Stadge, again, want to keep him as an impact sub like I, he has been? I think it's a case of don't mess with it. Unless right. unless we need to. Unless, unless we have another run of games that are really close by, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't let it keep up, but the game he started was in amongst that run of games that we had that were quite close I think maybe can't quite remember but you know I think that's where that's where he that's where he potentially would start and play 45 if we've got if you know Simo needs a rest or if Urania needs a rest but at the moment I'm more than happy with Matty Simon and Urania up top starting so I think they've both been playing really well I think they're a good a good combo we saw that in Wellington um, you know both easily could have had one or two goals again against mm. Adelaide so I think I hope you're in your scores in the next couple of weeks. Well, well, we've got the game in two weeks now, haven't we? We've got a little bit of a break. Yep, 2nd of March against yeah. Perth away. So I'm, I'm hoping that he uh, puts one in the back of the net sooner rather than later. And I, then I, I think from there he'll probably go on with it. 
Looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, you know, put in the miles and put in the efforts and um, shown enough quality for us to think that it's going to come. Um, probably should have done better with at least one of those headers. The header, game. yeah. One of them in particular. Yeah. Um, one was he was stretching for a bit, but the other one I, I thought was a disappointing effort. And he would no doubt think that too. But mm. pretty happy with the foreign boys. Yeah. Yeah, on the whole, Lorena and, uh, and United have, have looked, you know, better than some of the imports that we've had over the years, for sure. And some of the other ones going around this season as yeah. well, in some other teams. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that Rudy just dude for, um, for Victory. Oh, my God. Where do you start with Victory? But that's, that's another conversation. That's an entire... At the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started at the top at that club, surely. <laughs> they start at the bottom. <laughs> so um, your, your prediction's actually... Fingers crossed, going to come true this year. My prediction, I keep backing it up Only every about five years late. <laughs> it's nailed on. Nailed it's, on. It's nailed on, exactly. I was talking pro-rail uh, on Twitter over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone wants to talk about it when we're last. <laughs> A victory out. I agree. <laughs> the final thing from the uh, game on Friday night down in Adelaide, we saw Kai Rolls pick up a red card after the final whistle, um, of course, for some comments that he made to Adam Fielding. Um, that has since been rescinded by the match review panel. <laughs> um, Well-deserved comments. <clears throat> yeah, oh, definitely. Like, you know, probably said what a lot of us were thinking. Um, the rescension, I guess, is is kind of like, and I love what this What did quote. he say, Pete? Um, he said that it was like, disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, so what people think that he said the ref was a fucking disgrace. The referee's report said that um, the referee's report actually just said that Kai Rolls said uh, you're a disgrace or it's a disgrace or words to that effect. Mind you, the referee's report also stated that Adelaide won two one and uh, United picked up a yellow card in the seventeenth minute. So who knows? <laughs> um, I love this comment from Ian Riley though. He mentioned that Rolls' red card being overturned is like when Deliveroo drop your food on the ground on the way to your house. Deliver it to the wrong apartment, and you eventually get it, but it's cold. And they say, yeah, sorry about that. Here's a 10% discount off your next purchase. True. I think so. Although Very accurate. Possibly slightly different. I think it's like when they start eating your food and then put it back <laughs> in the bag and then deliver it and do all that other stuff. <laughs> very good, very good. Anyway, this is my final conspiracy on that game, um, thanks to Kurt Ams. So we he has refereed uh, 14 of our games. We have lost 11 of those and won three. He has refed Adelaide also 14 games. Uh, and Adelaide have won 10 of those and lost three. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> did your statistical analysis of this go well when tried over the weekend, boys? No, or? it did not. No. Uh, so <laughs> I had a look at some of the replies so to your tweet and there was look, a hit and miss. <laughs> everybody said, yeah, but you lost, you know, like a million games over the last five years. Okay, Which fine, great. True. Yes. True and accurate, um, but I'm trying to build a narrative, so please let it go. <laughs> and also, Adelaide have won a lot more games than lost with him in charge, so I'm not saying anything. On the website, they've asked for his highlight, and he's put down Chinese Super League debut, so not even to do with anything to do with Australia. I'm not saying he's very, very corrupt and a ridiculous ref at all. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. You're right, though. In terms of controlling games, he's up there with the worst at keeping control of games. Yes. He and Stephen Lucas are playing off for the um, the premiership in that, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know how refereeing works or development works, but it was a marvel to me that um, we saw Stephen Lucas as a replacement for 
um, Peter O'Leary as a second half substitute when O'Leary injured himself in a Sydney versus Mariners game that I was at and he was not that great and then after that we watched him refereeing NPL 2 games at Plume Park and, <laughs> Oh that's uh, right Yes and, and then somehow he magically goes poof and he's back in the A-leg again I, th- right? I think we've seen Stephen Lucas ref 15 games of youth here at the Centre of Excellence for some reason whenever we played youth he's the ref every time and every time, he's not good. He's one of the few locals, I guess, that... Um... Just because he's close and they can slip in bloody 50 bucks to come up the freeway. <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean much. Doesn't mean that he should. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of work to be done around refs Well, out of the general, Sydney refs, you've yeah. either got Kurt Ams or uh, Stephen Lucas to choose from. So which one do you choose? Oh. I choose life. Uh, <laughs> can I call a friend? Pass? Yeah. What are, what are the options? Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, uh, is it Ben Abrams, uh, a relatively new ref? Actually, yeah, Ben Abrams is local too. Yeah, he's Sydney-based. He's not on the list. Sorry. Yeah, Put him on the list. I quite like him because... <laughs> contact um, them right now. I can't remember what he said, but I was sitting on the stretcher bench at a youth game and um, one of the opposition players came over and gave him some lip while he was holding the flag and he came back with the best one-liner I've heard and I can't figure out what it was again, but it was so good that he had us all rolling on the grass laughing about it. So he... Yeah, Must good value, good. good value. And so, yeah, Ben Abrams, get him in. But these other guys, I don't know, let's do some development. Or at this point in time, anyone got anyone know any local referees? Yeah, Mark Roberts, shout out to Mark. Um, I've seen him do a few NPL3 games over the years and, of course, Central Coast Premier League as well. Um, he would easily, absolutely be shit tons better than what fielding was on Friday night. I so, kept, call him up. I keep on forgetting about things. What about the stad yellow? <sighs> What yellow? <laughs> Why? What, what was that? <laughs> Apparently. What, what is the official report? Does it say because he was standing up all match or was it because he left his technical because area? Because he left his technical area, but That's also I, I don't believe he received a warning to go back into his technical area. No. So. And how many times do you see coaches outside their technical oh, area every days. game and get told a million times by the fourth, fourth official to get back in? If that was the law being enforced every week, Ufi Tale would never be on the sideline at another game again. Or Kiznorbo. He's, he's oh, also yeah. standing up for the whole game and outside the box all the time. Which coach doesn't stand up I mean, and step outside the box from time to time. At least warn the guy and say, keep stepping out of the box and you're going to yeah. get a yellow. Well, Cornthwaite, who is obviously from Adelaide, is from Adelaide and could easily be the most biased, you know, sideline commentator in the comp besides Arch Thompson, um, was 100% on Jamie our side Hardwell. on Friday night, all that. He, he, he was just completely perplexed by all the penalties almost and some of the decisions. And then when he gave the insight into that yellow card and he was like I've seen he's been standing up the whole game yes but he's been very respectful to the fourth official the fourth official you know like hasn't warned him there's been no yelling and screaming like you see with almost every single other coach and then just like what did we do? Very controversial <laughs> he, he was in this game he was just very controversial had he had to whisper at one stage he was saying because Adelaide fans behind him probably wouldn't like what he was saying mm. about those decisions and uh, yep. tell me if I'm wrong uh, in my microscopic analysis of the game but when the referee comes over and looks at the screen for the roles decision then before he actually examines the decision then he, he turns around very frustratedly and looks back at somebody who's too close as if to usher them away right at the moment when Corn is saying on uh, the coverage that uh, uh, that 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 uh, why didn't the referee come over and look at it in the first decision when mm. Tongich and Mork? <laughs> and so uh, it could be just coincidence, but I don't think so. Cheers, Adam Fielding's crying. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> 
Back into quarantine, Adam. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Did Stadge run over Fielding's cat or something? I just uh. Heather Reid's last. I was stand. about to say Heather Reid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been a same day case, coincidence or what? Yeah, um, we uh, do seem to keep gravitating w- back to the same place. I will here say, no. I will say, absolute props to um, Stadge and Simon for keeping their cool. That was the next thing I was going to mention. Yeah. In their interviews. Yep. yep. I think I think the way the way we've handled it post has been really good and I think speaks to the mentality from right from the top down right now. I think Stadge obviously refused the Fox interview straight after full time, which I think was probably the good thing to do <laughs> because <laughs> he just needed a minute and we saw uh, we saw Sean on the coverage there as well down there with him and uh, sort of had their phones out. Put him away yep. from the referee and probably frantically texting Rico Rourke or the FFA or whoever. Um, and yeah, the way he handled himself in the press conference and and ever since, and same thing with Matty Simon, um, I think says a lot at the mm. moment with where we're at. So I, I, as frustrating as it was, I think come Saturday morning, the boys would have been, let's move on and get on with it. Funny bit, actually. Anyone seen Matty Simon looking for a handshake from the refs in the post-match no. there? No. Well, he sort of has to run after them and um, grab one of the linesmen <laughs> by the shoulder to say, hey, hey, hang on. Oh, he I'm did a captain. scomo, did he? I'm the captain. Can <laughs> I shake a hand? Forced handshake. Yeah, yeah. So they all were sort of like, oh, oh okay, and they shook his hand. <laughs> and he was he walks off shaking his head. They're probably talking about the cop that over. <laughs> oh, talk about sensitive. Oh. Moving on to other A-League and Australian things this week. Uh, well, wrapping up uh, the round that was, I guess, uh, we saw Sydney and Brisbane playing out a nil-all draw. Thanks very much for uh, keeping us even further clear at the top of the table. Um, bit of a snore-fest there, so not much to report. Next one uh, was Western United uh, 4, MacArthur 1. That was a little bit more exciting. Great goals. Yeah, and also, again, very good for us. I don't know what happened on Friday night, but the football gods after midnight were definitely showing on us uh, for the rest of the weekend, thanks to those results. I'll stay out of mentioning the VAR in that again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, McCarthy can get in the bin. They should put the team down in Wollongong. Yeah, 100%. 100% absolutely agree. Yeah, and send the cowbells into the sun as oh, well. True. On Sunday afternoon, we saw Victory playing host to Newcastle Jets. Jets getting the winner after a few questionable calls of their own in that one there. We saw Kurt Ams taking control if you can say that of that game so yeah I don't want to keep on going back on it but how does he get a game on Sunday after what happened Friday night because he's already got his plane ticket I do not give a shit cancel it bank the flybys or whatever it is how is that even a thing how do you come out on Saturday and apologise for the decisions that he's made and then he gets a game yeah insane to me did they apologise before or after that he he didn't apologise so it was Strebray that came out on on Saturday your boss says yeah he stuffed up but let's give him a game on Sunday Mm. gets a game Mars a game how's about the decisions in that one yeah so there was a few questionable ones in that one there was at least one possibly two Stonewall pens that I thought in that one the handball, again, is questionable, but again, because old mates played at it. Was it Broxham, I think? Um, yeah, he played at it and essentially kicked it into his own hand and then cleared it. Yeah, so, I mean, to the letter of the law, I guess it's not a penalty, but in my mind, that should be even more of a penalty. So that's an IFAB thing. That's an IFAB yeah. thing. Um, Who did Rue try and take the head off? Oh, Jesus. How is that not a, yeah, how how is that not a red card? How is it not a red... How does he not give the red on field? Uh. How does VAR not look at that and say that's really dangerous play whether he was looking at the ball the whole time or not mm. 
It's just reckless. Yeah. Like that defines reckless. Out of control. Yeah. 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 Can't can't fathom. But we saw we saw the same thing go the other in the other direction the other week when the Wanderers played down there and Doran's almost killed Marco Rojas going studs up into his face and splitting him open and again, Doran's only gets a yellow card for that. I don't... Crazy inconsistent. How, how does VAR not look at that and upgrade it to a red? That's what it's there for. I'd get 12 weeks for that myself. It, someone said oh, on, on, on Twitter... Rio Donovan got 10. Yeah. yeah. Someone said on Twitter, you, can, you can't do anything in the box. You go near him, it's a penalty. Mm. Anything out the box, it's just a free-for-all. The most yeah. you get is a yellow card. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But they should have had... Jets should have had a pen for the Butterfield on... I can't remember who it was. Mm. That was 100% a pen. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can see it another way other than that being a pen. And yeah. the Broxamon, I'm with the pen on that, even though IFAB are trying to destroy our game, still a pen. Um, and um, the goal wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the goal was probably justice <laughs> for the Jets. And then I, I only saw that thread yesterday or very late Sunday night about Roy O'Donovan being like a metre or two offside and clearly standing in front of. Um, Crocom. Direct, yeah, directly, directly in, front of him. in front of him. Exactly the same as what happened in the grand final. When Lockie Wales was called offside, exactly. Yeah. And Crazy. Like, h- how does VAR pick up the handball from Kyle Rolls and go back and look at that, but not look at the goal 10 times and see him <laughs> clearly offside in a white shirt, stands out against a green field? Like, how does it not see it? How? It does seem that there is no a idea. bit about appeals. It's, we're I'm turning perplexed. into cricket. If you don't appeal, yeah. like uh, that's the first thing that the commentary if, does. Everyone has to go down to and do the odd, how's that, yeah. with a finger up. The commentators were prepared to accept that Nisbet had given away the penalty because Nizzy didn't whinge enough about it. That in I, itself is I, a concern I, I, I for our game. Shit. I hate that. But if you, if you, well, they've made it so if you make the TV symbol, you get a yellow, so yeah, there's, there's yeah. no appealing at all. Yeah, that's right, it's, yeah. It's not like you can just go up the ref and say, VR, mate. Well, I don't know. I'd... Yellow for you, Sonny? I used to like the rules of this game, or is it that I used to like this game and its rules, but now this game isn't the game that I liked, it's this game of rules, or I don't know, anyway. Well, I think you see it a lot in the AFL at the moment, which I sort of used to loosely follow, but not recently, but every single season they probably bring in five or six new rules that completely change the game, mm. and that's what VR has done. It's completely changed it, and for me, I don't, I don't have an issue with VAR or video technology. It's how it's implemented. It's now been three, four seasons with it in, three or four. I don't know off the top of my head, but something around that. And we're still not, we're still, we're still having these crazy inconsistencies with the decisions. I think you should have the same person in the box every single week. At, At least if they get something wrong. It's consistent. Yeah. It it has gotten worse this season due to less cameras as well. There is also that which is Definitely. which is a huge. So and if FIFA want to bring in like a minimum requirement of cameras for VAR, I'm more they than should. happy with that. Yeah. And it, it's costing the clubs a hundred thousand dollars a season to run it, and it's still not being run properly after three or four seasons. So like I said, I don't have an issue with it, but we're still not getting it right. It's costing the league money, less cameras thanks to the broadcaster or whatever. Get rid of it. And Gregor Rourke has come out and already said this week that we don't have to have it. We can turn it off whenever we want. Scrap it. Bring flick, in, flick the switch, Greg. Bring in goal line tech. Spend that hundred grand a year on goal line technology That's instead, which is going to be infinitely more valuable than the 
the absolute fuss that VAR yeah. has proved to be over the last few days. I hate the fact that they're redesigning the rules, and I hate the fact that we are having game delays and all that sort of thing. We're but re-refereeing you know the game. Yeah, re-refereeing the game. But the thing that I hate the most is that there used to be this sublime moment where you could jump out of your seat in absolute elation at the moment that your, your player smashed one into the net. Now... You just can't. The craziest one for me on the weekend was the price goal uh, after that crazy ball from Diamante. Um, mm. Runs up the other end and scores. VAR decides to come all the way back up the other end, call the ref over, and look for a potential free kick that he missed. He was looking. He was probably eight metres away, looking directly at it, saw it, decided not to give it. That's it. That should be it. Don't re-referee the game. Leave it. Or the following week, sit down with the match review committee and re-referee the entire game. Change the score back. Two pe- two, penal- <laughs> two penalties didn't occur. Shouldn't have occurred. Strike them off. I am all for that right now. <laughs> yep. Let's move along with that because we are going to be trapped on this conversation we for are. hours otherwise. That's why I'm not talking. You guys <laughs> just keep going on about it. We will be again. Move the on. Uh, the final, final game of the round was Wellington Fire Chickens or Wollongong Fire Chickens to Western Sydney Wanderers to uh, another good result for us as well. Um, Nick's doing us a favour. The Knicks get a point at home, right. finally. Not really too much to report from that one, I think, from memory. Mexicans. Oh, the Mexicans? Yeah, bringing getting back hassled, some active support. Yeah. Getting hassled by the same police and security that we were hassled Oh, did by. they? Yeah. They yeah. actually got walked, some of them, did they? Yeah, they oh, did. Oh, you're joking. Them, yeah, yeah. I think so. They sort of did what we did, though. They sort of sat down and they got back up and just refused to move. So. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, <laughs> Shout no, out to them. That's Because that's, that's I think I made the comment in one of our group chats um, saying, oh, it'll be funny to try and watch the police and security tell these guys to sit down and shut mm, up. They did. Um, as well as the RBB. <laughs> but again, I, I didn't notice. I must have tuned out. Yeah. But didn't. again, it probably took like 70 minutes for it to happen. Yeah, they didn't do anything uh, about the RBB either. Right. Yeah, of course not. Of course yeah. they didn't. Because who is the chairman of the Leagues Association? Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this morning we saw some breaking news coming out. Uh, Tony Popovich uh, has been sacked after just nine games by his club over in Greece, Xanthi FC. Um, be interesting to see what happens with players like Paul Izzo and Bratton and uh, his two sons that he brought over there as well. Uh, and uh, Yerman is there as well, isn't he? He is, that's right, yes. Um, Do not come back and spoil my Melbourne victory narrative. I mean, that's that's written on the wall. That's sure. the smart money, isn't it? Surely, I surely. thought I thought Brebs was going to be gone yesterday. To be honest, um, I, I think I I think we we spoke about first coach sackings a few weeks ago, and I think I said Kiz Norbo, but they've. I mean, they're that. second bottom at the moment. Yeah, so. they are. So it's not it's not that far off. But I think victory for a club of their size, it's one or two games more for Brebs, and then he's gone. for me. Sorry, just going back to the police for a second. We're very close to having uh, New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller. Um, He was blocked from joining the board of Australian Rugby League Commission. So, yeah, we almost had a um, police commissioner on the board of Rugby League. Yeah, wow. Okay. (laughs) Which uh, would have been not good for us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. Code wars at it again. Correct. Um, Speaking of board members, Victory are in a bit of a mess with one of their board members, Richard Wilson, uh, deciding to walk away. Now, I believe he also owns 20% of the club uh, and is talking about selling off those shares. Yeah, he he left and didn't slam the door that quick because he had a few words to say and then slammed the door. (laughs) So he pretty much shit on (laughs) the club and the board and the direction that... uh, that they're going in which I think has been it's this I, I feel like last year 
last season and this season have sort of been coming for a while. And like a lot of people have said over the last sort of couple of days that the championship that they won over the Jets sort of papered over quite a few cracks that were happening in the back room. 20% is a fair bit of clout to have to walk out the door. But they've tried to do this before victory and sell back to the fans and then there's it's I don't know whether you call it a conspiracy theory or not but it never really eventuated and some of them are sort of their their reasoning for why it never really did eventuate was because they wanted to float that idea to then drive up the share price hmm. so that that's, that's why it never happened so now he's floating it again and victory fans are a bit hesitant to get involved Understandably, well, especially when there's not even a model set up for it down it's there. It's not. I mean, I'm. I mean, to be honest, which we can speak about, but I think we're probably the furthest club down the track in yeah. terms of supporters trusting, definitely doing the most work. So. Yep. Yeah, definitely. We've seen there's been um, a number of updates to the CCMSupportersTrust.com website as well. Um, head over and check that out if you haven't already. A um, lot of a uh, lot of information, a lot more information has been added to the website as well um, about the direction that is all heading and timelines and things like that. So. Yeah, Luke, 100% right. We are probably the furthest down that sort of path. Mm. Like, you can't just throw that out there in, like, an article and expect it to happen. (laughs) Like, he's just floated the idea that, yeah, I might, you know, sell this back to the fans. But I think the way we're doing it is started very much behind closed doors and slowly, slowly working through the process. As as Mark mentioned, with the victory, if it does go out there, the fans who, if they do buy up, they would be um, liable for losses as well. Mm. Yeah, which is crazy. It seems like um, club or piece of the club that broke off is going to um, put it out there in the way that suits them, whereas the way that uh, the trust seems to be going about it is to find out how the fans here want it to be and to form Mm. it in that um, model and so I think there's a fundamental difference there that will mean that we'll have much greater chance of success um, because as I said last week I think I, I don't want to be liable for the poor running of the A-League which is probably not getting any better than what has been in the past and mm. um, so that's what those people would be signing up for so that's just one part of you know doing it the club way that just doesn't seem right so yeah, and uh, things have changed uh, even significantly since we talked about this last week, I think. So um, go and check out the, the website again and um, see some changes that have happened there and do the follow-up survey and all of that because, um, yeah, get aboard it. Yep. We could give you some more information, but I think it's best that we speak to Mark on here instead. Yeah, um, and, and obviously, you know, give give a chance for, for everyone that's listening in to, to ask their questions as well um, to make sure that, you know, everything is covered um, because, you know, it is a really exciting initiative and it's so, so exciting to see it taking shape and evolving and growing day to day. There'll be naturally a lot of questions when exactly. there's money involved. Yeah, so. exactly right. But so important that those are the questions that, that the people who have those questions can ask them and uh, so it would be good, yeah, to get Mark to um, come and answer some of those So. Yeah, we'll do that in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, moving on with other A-League things. Uh, Alex Wilkinson is about to play his 300th A-League game, of course. Uh, I think he's played 172 or something like that for the Mariners. Um, so more than half his career here. Um, so big congrats to Wilco. I remember uh, making a tiffo one. for his 150th mm. back of the jersey. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. He's, he's at that amount when he was in Korea for, what, three, four seasons or something? He was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, someone, yeah. To still have 300 games in the A-League is crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't use the term lightly. Absolute legend of our club. True gentleman too. Exactly. Top fella. Um, always had time 
for fans uh, is my recollection of my interactions with him when he was here and even since he's been here to be honest um so yeah absolute legend and there aren't too many like him to be honest um, yeah. just so consistent yeah it's a rare breed mm. in the best kind of way yeah yeah i think was it you that mentioned i don't ever remember him having a um, bad game because i certainly can't Maybe. I think I did mention the other week I thought he was slowly on the decline a little bit, which I think he is. Naturally, that's going to happen. But I thought, I thought on the weekend he actually played really well. So, goes to show what I know. He, he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't have a, a single bad game in our, in our kit, that's for sure. No, I don't think so. Either. No, and congratulations to him on reaching the milestone because um, he might be one of our main competitors. But, um, yeah, top fella and, uh, yeah, top news. And finally, Stan Sport uh, could be in the running for the A-League TV rights. We saw an interesting article come out uh, during the course of the week or during the course of last week that mentioned uh, they would be very interested, but only if it remains uh, a summer sport. I hate thanks, that. Thanks, but no thanks. Mm. I hate that. We're already beholden enough to our current broadcaster. Don't start the new one that way. It doesn't sound like a good start. Although, if it's on Stan, my, my wife might watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to fight for the TV anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Millis. Yeah, I'm hearing Optus is still still interested as well. So, I mean, obviously there's still a few months till all of that sort of takes shape and we hear any further news, I guess. But, yeah. As long no, as I, they I embrace the memes. <laughs> they need to embrace the memes. That's requirement. I 100% agree, though. I don't want to be, you know, at the behest of the broadcaster like, mm. we, like we are at the moment. So, yeah, good on you. Thanks, Dan. But, yeah, we'll see you later. In the meantime, our next round of matches has also been confirmed or for the month of March. Anyway, four, five games, in fact, across the month of March. Three of them are at home. Uh, our next one is uh, round 10 over in Perth against the Glory on Tuesday, the 2nd of March. That is a 20 past 9 p.m. kickoff uh, for us. You, so let's just clarify for listeners. For, to me, it seems like they're doing that instead of uh, Western Sydney. Because we can get into Perth. That's yeah, exactly right. We are one of the few, I guess, local government areas that can actually get it over there without sort of any COVID yeah. restrictions and things like that at the moment. So, so they've had to shift yeah. a few things. It might seem like they're just pulling them out of a hat, but there is a reason behind the madness. Yeah, no Casey. <laughs> 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 Round eleven sees us play host to Macarthur Cowbells um, on Monday, the eighth of March. That's a five past seven kickoff. That's also the club's annual pink round. Um, so would encourage everyone to get down there if you can, wearing your pink jerseys or bucket hats or anything like that. More information will be coming out from the club, so keep your eye out across the socials over the next week or so. It's annoying it's on a Monday for that game. It is. That's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, but yeah, it is is what it is, unfortunately, there. Um, followed up by another home game, uh, we'll be playing host to Perth, so taking them on less than two weeks after we play them for the first time. That one is on Sunday, the 14th of March. Where the draws made up and the results don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we then travel down to Melbourne for our first Melbourne away of the season, of course. That one is against Melbourne City uh, on Monday, the March 22nd. Monday, the 22nd of March, I should say. Uh, we seem to love our Monday games at the moment. I noted uh, actually today that the tap-in merchant was on our side. He was. He was, wasn't he, with the VAR debacle? Shout out to the tapping merchant. <laughs> of course, he's listening to the pod. Um, and uh, the final game for the month of March, March Madness against Melbourne Victory uh, at home. Saturday night at home, how good. 10 past 7 kickoff at Central Coast Stadium on the 27th of March. Easy. They won't allow that, will they? <laughs> Easy three points. Yeah. <laughs> Easy three points, isn't it? Yeah. No, in they'll, have, bag, they'll have Popovich back by then. Stop it. <laughs> He'll play his two sons. We'll be fine. It's it's like a few years ago when Adelaide were absolute trash for the first half of the season. We didn't play him, and then as soon as they started to come good, we used to play them three times in a row or something. 
It, that's what it's going to. That's what it's going to be like. Victory again. Any team a that's got Robbie Cruz in it, I'm yeah. more than happy to play right now because <laughs> tears will be flowing into Brisbane water. Three times in a row, nine points. Wow. I'm just looking at the forum. A lot of people asking for an angry pod, but um, we had that before. I don't think we're going to be that angry, are we? Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of angry. Just more disappointed. I think we've had a couple of <laughs> f bombs, which we tried not to do as much as what we did in the early days. Sorry, we did blow up a bit though. They, I think they were warranted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, it is that time of the pod where we get to answer your questions. Thank you all so much. We've been inundated with questions this week. Uh, once again, thanks so much for getting those in across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Um, starting off with a couple of ones from your family, Boise. Um, looks like your old man's written in here. Um, Brian Quinlan. What are your thoughts on Stefan Mork? He should have been cited by the MRP for simulation of contact and diving. Thoughts on Stefan Mork is that he's a dick. Um, <laughs> Luke. Write that in your diary, you flog. Uh, <clears throat> is, that, is that angry enough? This is enough? a response to know. your dad, not to yeah, Stefan Mork. Language, please. That's all right. Um, I think the, the frustrating thing about that is, is that you probably couldn't cite him for diving technically because there technically was contact. You'd be more likely to probably cite Ben Halloran for the Clisby one. So the thing is there, because it was looked at by VAR, uh, it can't go to the MRP. It's yeah. dealt with on the field, is it? Yeah. 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 So, let's lovely. Just, let's just do it anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Spanning for a couple of weeks. Yes. Write that in your diary. And like a uh, horse. If they go down, you got to put them down. <laughs> <laughs> and your mum is also written in Boise. Um, I should text my dad. <laughs> <laughs> at least we've got two listeners, at least. Yeah, that's nice to know. Uh, Karen Boyce, of course. Uh, there has been much discussion about what Kai Roll said to Adam Fielding after the game. Personally, I found it hard to be upset with Kai for not just walking away and was actually glad that he said probably what we were all thinking. We know players have to abide by a code of conduct by the club. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Rate it. Like it. Uh, not ideally got the red, but I think I think that, that red card was more of a Adam Fielding, look at me, I'm in control sort of a decision. So... I think the fact that the red's been rescinded says enough, really. Yeah, without without too much of an effort from the club, I don't think. I yeah. think it was a case of, uh, excuse me, and then they just rescinded it. So I hardly think there was probably not ever much need for a please explain or a, a there wasn't much begging from the club, I don't think, to get you that one You shouldn't get rescinded. a red for calling a spade a spade. No, that's right. <laughs> truth Correct. bombs from Karen, truth bombs from Rosie. Yeah, refs need to have, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't condone abusing referees, you know, but they need to have a spine for certain things. And surely at that point in the game, he knew a couple of those decisions were maybe wrong or at least controversial, and he was going to get something from someone, surely. surely. He had his hand on it already, didn't he? And the red card. Yeah, he, he was just waiting. He was like gun-cocked in the pocket, like ready to go. Oh, uh, You can cut this out, but you make it sound like he's got a hard-on after wrapping that. <laughs> He does, because he screwed he us over. He probably, he probably did, because he legitimately wanted to yeah. make it all about him, and he has. So, you know what? You're welcome. This is now the Adam Fielding Angry Pod. <laughs> Cameron Smith, thanks, Cameron, for your comment here. With the MPL season kicking off in a couple of weeks, what are our expectations after such a successful season last year? With the likes of Alo Quall, Jordan Smiley, and Dan Hall, to a lesser degree, all getting first-team minutes, and Matt Cahill is overseas. Uh, who's ready to make the step up? It's 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 hard to tell 
this early because, I mean, we haven't seen any trial games or anything like that. From speaking to Monty, he sounds pretty confident. Um, expectations would be to get promoted to MPL1. That's always been my expectation. Um, unfortunately, COVID-affected season uh, mm. dampened our promotion <clears throat> aspirations when... But you know, this year, this year, four top, teams, top four are yeah. going up this year, and so, I believe the top three from NPL, uh, sorry, top eight from MPL three are actually going up to MPL two as well. So they're yeah. expanding, obviously, MPL one and MPL two. So a hundred percent, we should be going for promotion. And I, I think, I think you can see my my view has always been that MPL two is okay, but we always needed to be in MPL one to produce a number of quality players. That's maybe not a hundred percent right because we probably haven't been. We still have been able to do that in MPL2 but I think MPL1 which obviously you know as well Pete it's that little bit more of a step up Mm. and I think if you look at Melbourne Victory as as an example their academy is in like the fourth or fifth division MPL3 for a while like MPL3 West bloody Sheppington or some (laughs) shit some weird league Mm. and the kids that they've played so far have been not good Mm. and who who have they produced in the last three years that's been a really good exciting young player Mm. that's Come through, come through their academy. So, a hundred percent go for go for promotion. It's got to, it's got to be promotion, and I think just more to that point as well. Having NPL one football is maybe more of an enticement um, for for the young players that we are looking to bring in, yeah. who have the option of going to you know Sydney FC, who are already playing NPL one, um, Western Sydney Wanderers, who played NPL one last season, but unfairly, be, yeah, yeah. I was well, about to say Monty <laughs> Monty made a really good point last week about how now there's three teams in Sydney with academies. Mm say as an example if they're all in MPL1 and we're in MPL2 who's going to be more attractive if we're in MPL1 and they all happen to drop down to MPL2 we we might get a bit more of that young talent coming up from not Sydney. even just A-league teams I know of players going to Manly and that sort of oh, stuff of course. to go I mean, to uh, yeah. um, MPL1 we've, we've heard insane things in the past like Marconi were paying their front three like eight grand a week <laughs> like just crazy stuff like that so there's a hundred percent money to be made outside of A-league clubs but we need to be in MPL one to attract that younger talent. Yep. My expectations: good times at Plume Park. Get <laughs> down there. <laughs> it is the best. It kicks off very soon. Of course, we play host to the Western Sydney Wanderers on the sixth of March. Uh, that one, I think, is a six pm kickoff on the Saturday night. So, get down there if you can and see the uh, the next generation of stars coming through. And I don't say that lightly because look at the players that have come through this season into the first team already. Bring your coat. <laughs> yeah, maybe bring two coats. Um, or you could just go like me, board shorts and, and thongs. <laughs> I used to do that, yeah. and then I just I couldn't put up with it anymore. Uh, Lee Cooper asks, how good was De Silva's finish? He doesn't score tap-ins. Uh, well, he did. Uh, he scored that tap <laughs> <laughs> No, no, a tap-in side of the foot yeah, from the six-yard okay, box. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, we've already harped on about it a fair bit, but... Um, I think we stalked Lee nice. last week, and it looks like he used to do MMA. So yeah, a bit of, bit of I'm just going to agree with whatever he says from now on. We liked it. Very great finish. No, he does I not score tap incident. Yeah, don't be like Josh and just steal his questions to try and make your own discussion <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt Coleman, g'day Matt, hope you're well Uh, Your thoughts on the controversial call inside the box For me, Butterfield doesn't get anywhere near the ball It's a stonewall pen So glad that he's not talking about the Adelaide game (laughs) But he is correct He is correct Butterfield was nowhere near the ball And that should have been a pen I don't see how the VAR didn't give that Uh, It's got me absolutely lost for words Thanks Matt Because they're rubbish (laughs) 
Dean Payne, where do you think the referee from Friday night should be shopping for his new pair of specs? OPSM, Specsavers, or Oscar Wiley? Well, uh, I know that there's another official that works in the league that could maybe give him a discount at one of those places, so there you go. Yep, my, my wife used to work for one of those, and Specsavers is definitely the cheapest, <laughs> and he'll be needing a new job soon, so if he wants to save money, go to Specsavers. <laughs> Recommend not on the Central Coast. D- no. <laughs> Banned. Banned from here. <laughs> Adam Thompson, uh, with a bigger break than usual, how do we turn the corner from the disappointment of the Adelaide game on Friday? Fuel. We use it as fuel. And that, that was what actually I enjoyed the most about the Matty Simon response in the interview. It was just calm and collected. And, and he, actually, he actually admitted that he thought that Isbert 1 was maybe a pen. Yeah, which, in that interview, which you are wrong, like, Matty. Simon, wrong, what wrong, are you doing? Wrong. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. it was the calmness there, and that yeah. just makes me feel confident that we'll use that in the right way, which is as fuel to put that fire in the belly that Stadge talked about, and uh, hopefully we can uh, do that in per- or against Perth. David Foxall has also mentioned Matt Simon's post-game interview there. Of course, the Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer and six-time Golden Boot winner, um, keeping his cool very well in the post-match interview. Well done to the GOAT. Great leadership. Come on, you yellow. Thank you, David, for your comment there. Mark Jamieson on Instagram. Um, Although the penalties were bullshit, were there any defensive issues that you guys picked up on Friday? Not really. As we discussed, they only had three shots and they're all pens. So they've done their job defensively. I thought. I thought the first like sort of five or so minutes we started a little bit slow again, but we still defended well. Similar to the next game, we defended well enough to not concede. Which in those other couple of games against Western and against City, we let in a couple of goals. Whereas next game and on the weekend, we still did well enough to not concede. So even though we're still starting slow, now we're not conceding. So that's an improvement really for me. Totally agree. Ditto. All agreed. Yep, beautiful. Unanimous. <laughs> All opposed. Unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> All, All opposed. Of the <laughs> All opposed say I. Unanimous. <laughs> Finally, true believer on the ccmfans.net forum uh, wants to know what repercussions are Adam Fielding and Kurt Ams going to face? And is there a link between the sacking of Heather Reid and Friday night? <laughs> They'll get nothing, and yes, obviously. They, get to, referee, they get to referee another game. I've got some suggestions. Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a few, but I don't know if we can say them on here. Uh, there's another one from True Believer. Why is the referee not listed on the A-League website? Um, as no doubt Ladbrokes, tab, uh, TAB, Sportsbet have this information. Why, does, why doesn't the punter, um, this adds further fuel or rigged results? Mm, interesting <laughs> take that, but fair. Very fair. They used to list them. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I thought they did too. Lastly, this week, it is, of course, time to have a quick look at the Coast Football Ramble ESPN Footy Tips competition. Leading the charge once again this week is Big Will 22. Jake Rosa steps up to second place. Ambesta Tippy in third. Paul FC in fourth. And uh, Matt Sarabe in fifth. I've pronounced that absolutely horribly. horribly, um, (laughs) And I'll make all apologies for that. Um, Patrick Nolan or Dave Bloom in eighth place. Uh, Marty Rayner in tenth. Um, hello, goodbye, yours truly, Pete Pryor in 12th. Murder on Zidane's floor, who is Josh Howe in 13th. And Aaron Mariner, you slipped to 15th. So we've got a little grouping of the pod down there in the teens. Well, you guys are ahead of the teens, it's me in the teens. Of course, Fred from the pod down in 22nd place. 
there's been a few little slip-ups this week, and I do want to make a special shout-out to Ancient Mariner in 38th place this week, uh, who made mention on the forum the other week that he's been tipping against the Mariners every single week. So, um, Because the first time he did it, uh, we won. So he's just carried on that tradition every week. So it's not like he's actually biased against us, he, or he's not necessarily a crap tipper, um, even though he's got he got zero right last week. <laughs> but he got three so far this week, so fair play. So shout, 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 shout out to your um, sacrificial nature of tipping there, I guess. And thank you. Yes, thank yeah. you much. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it up. Going. Good work. Keep it going. I wonder if he tipped Adelaide or if he tipped the Mariners this week and that may, might have been the curse. Wow. We finally have someone else to blame. Ugh, Add knows. it to the list. Sorry, Ancient. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> hashtag ref's fault. Hashtag ancient's fault. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's all gone. Conspiracy. Uh, Free kick Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Penalty Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> um... Have we mentioned uh, Mariner's Kits? Of course, yeah. Mariner's Kits now available to purchase in the Mariner's online store. Head to ccmariners.com.au, of course. Wait until I buy mine first. <laughs> Looks like all sizes are available, but I believe stock is fairly limited. Um, so if you do want to get your hands on a uh, on a pretty good piece of kit, that, that home kit has really grown on me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, actually. Ever yeah. since the wind started coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. Funny yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, it's become I a actually, lot more attractive. I actually, I actually I really like, like the collar. Yeah, and that I think it's I think it's pretty classy. Not a lie, when I first saw it, I was not horrified, but I was like, "What have we done?" And I, I, I do you like colours? I, no, I love it now. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I've always loved. Colours I, I love, I've kits. always loved colours ever since like the classic United kits of the nineties and stuff. Yeah, like when they had Sharp as a sponsor, and you know you had Dwight York flicking up his collar and stuff Cantona, like that. Cantona yeah, yeah. as well. Um, so I've always loved collars. Um, but yeah, when I first saw it, I didn't. I wasn't a fan, but I love it now. Yeah. Absolutely love. I it. enjoyed the away kit more first but now I like the home yeah kit. I was the same I flipped yeah, yeah. yeah. I maybe I'm, I'm on that process of evolution because I'm still on the away kit I don't know about the third kit I didn't, I didn't mind it no I didn't mind big it no. but, but it's got a lot of growth to do before it'll do you know what's got behind it now me. a big L <laughs> true yes. it doesn't, make, w- doesn't work well does it'll it? make a good golf polo I think that grey kit true. the third kit true. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like a completely alternative third kit um, I, don't, I don't mind the grey kit but it needs something else no, you can't needs, have a grey kit. Going back to Man U, didn't they end up else. burning their grey kit? That they year? actually, yeah, they were down at halftime against Sunderland or Southampton um, and uh, actually changed kits at halftime. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Don't, don't wear a grey kit. <laughs> we should have tried that on the weekend. Oh, same problem for us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would have improved things any. I don't know. I no. don't know. No. I don't know. I don't want to harp on about it. Let's end on a positive note. How good are the kits? Yeah. Very <laughs> Let's good. draw a line in the sand and move on. Just a final note from us here at the Coast Football Ramble podcast, of course. We are actually looking uh, to sort of, I don't want to say upgrade, but <laughs> invest in some new uh, some new equipment. We've got some pretty old kit getting around here in the pod cave. Um, so we might be looking potentially, I guess, maybe at some sort of uh, crowdfunding or sponsorship, uh, maybe a GoFundMe or a Patreon or something to set up over the next um, few weeks to maybe help us along with that. Yeah, certainly two of the items here I know I've had for about over a decade now when we first started, um, me and Fish. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's had... It's been a while. It's run its legs, yeah. There's a hum, yeah. <laughs> if, I don't know if anyone can hear the hum now, but we can't hear it now. But whenever we start and when 
once we switch everything on, there is a hum that we have to fix every week. <laughs> and uh, Pete does not, not enjoy it. <laughs> and Jimmy never used to. <laughs> So of course we'll we'll um, we'll keep everyone updated. I, I personally I hate asking for money and stuff like that, but um, obviously this is you know it's a completely fan run, fan made podcast. Um, you know it would be great, I guess, maybe to get some sort of help um, along the way there. And there's also subscriptions to SoundCloud and oh, yeah. um, Skype and Skype too, yep, so that we can call yep. out obviously and get those interviews in. So. Um, yeah, look, keep an eye out um, for some sort of details around that. Any amount that you could give would be absolutely sensational. And if you've got any ideas, you know, creative ideas for, you know, how we could raise money, then shoot them through. More than happy. Yeah, yeah. We love, obviously, getting your messages and comments here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Look, I think that's about it from us. Um, maybe subscribe to our OnlyFans. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you can see Morrow getting his full kit off. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not. Or his full kit on. Mm. Yeah, watch him, watch him get dressed paid. in a full Mariners yeah. kit. Actually, can we do that? Oh. Well, there's plenty of pictures of me in full kit going yeah. around. So. <laughs> Collect those. Yes, yes. That'll do us for um, this week. I sorry, think. just one other thing. Oh, um, Mark on. has asked for um, questions and feedback on the um, Mariners Trust. So if if you just want to shoot us a message or get even on the website. It, even, even in the inbox, if for whatever reason you don't want it out yeah. uh, in public. If yep. you want a question asked or whatever, when we speak to him, we can ask him then. Or put put on the forum. There's a thread there about it on the forum. So put it in there and Mark will get back to it and hopefully we'll get him on soon. Of course, that forum web address is ccmfans.net. The Supporters Trust web address is ccmsupporterstrust.com. So make sure you head over and check those out. Um, get your questions in. As you guys said, slide into our DMs or you can, uh, you can email the Supporters Trust directly from their website as well. And I think that will actually do us now, guys. Um, It's been a long one, sometimes maybe angry, sometimes maybe delirious. Um, It is getting a bit warm in here yet again. Fuck VAR! (laughs) (laughs) Even from a distance of the mic there. That still hurts me. Oh, my days. Jimmy, so good to have you back once again. Thanks for... uh, good to be back. Yeah, thanks for dropping in this album, man. Hmm. It's been uh, been too long. Yes, um, uh, what I've been doing... So, when did I leave? About a year ago? Just under that? Yeah, about that. Yeah. So I've had this... Oh, I'll just chat for a little bit. I've had this car since I was um, 17. I'm now 33. And so it's a 1958-59 um, Ford Custom line. And so I've had it for that long. And when I first got it, I put a bit of work into it. And it's just sat idle in a garage for many, many years. So the last year I've spent with um, family because i got a two and a half year old now. And I've also spent um, generally Tuesday afternoon or sometime on a Saturday um, going and, you know, spending a bit of time on the car. And it's come along so much further in a year than it has in, you know, 15 years. So, yeah, it's just um, I've taken a step back from football, watching it and playing it. I haven't haven't even run in a year because of my knee. Um, So it's just been a different year for me. So it's good to come back and chat, chat about it. Blow the cobwebs out. Good yep. to have you. Yeah. Like old times. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Fuck me out. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Oh, that'll do us. Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's Ramble. We love you. See ya. Bye. One more time.
<clears throat> mm. Mm. Potatoes. <laughs> 